Hi, Rojuda here with Masechet Yoma, Perak Aleph, Mishnehei. Having described for us the various processes through which the Beitin prepares and trains the Kohen Gadol in advance of Yom Kippur, we get to the concluding step in that process. Mesaruhu zikne Beitin zikne Kahuna. The Beitin elders would now hand him over, hand over the Kohen Gadol to the older Kohanim, the experienced Kohanim. They would take him up to the roof of Beit Avtinas. This is a corner room in the Beit HaMikdash complex. Uh, the Avtinas family were the family that were responsible for the ketoret, for the incense. Uh, if anyone's ever been to the burnt house, uh, which is actually quite near Oraita and an extraordinary archaeological find. It's also called Beit Katros. So there was a family there. Uh, it says Katros on the on the dishes, and they were a family that were involved in incense. Given that the Gemara says in Yoma that it was the Avtinas family that had the lock on uh, the making of Ketoret, it's entirely possible that the house that is there, the Beit Katros, uh, were actually a clan within the Avtinas family. And then indeed, Avtinas Sim, Avtinai, lived in that space right around the corner from where, uh, where we teach at Oraita. In any event, um, Aliyah Beit Avtinas is actually is a section of the Beit HaMikdash, though, where they worked with the Ketoret and with the incense, and they would bring him up to the roof, and they needed him to be there, number one, because they had to show him there were certain techniques for exactly how he was going to handle the ketoret on Yom Kippur, handle the incense and sprinkle it. He has to go into the Holy of Holies, to the Kodesh Kedoshim, and sprinkle it and move his hands towards himself as opposed to moving them out from himself so that the steam wouldn't come up and burn him from the incense as he puts it over hot coals and so on and so forth. They train him. But then, while they're up there, they then would make him swear. What's the issue? So, throughout, frankly, a good chunk of the Second Temple period, uh, the Kohanim were not necessarily the most uh, pious or devout. Uh, many of them were were involved or connected to Sadducees, the Tzedukim. Uh, Sadducees are easily misunderstood. Sadducees and Karaites both share certain things in common. Um, the the myth out there in the world is that Karaites and Sadducees take the Torah only literally. Uh, it's not true because there are things in the Torah that one can't know without some sort of oral tradition. They do have a more limited oral tradition. That is true. In any event, the Sadducees were the other competing group uh, within the Jewish people back in the day. And there were Kohanim and other Jews who were Sadducees who then wanted to do things differently in ways that were not in accordance with the halacha, an accepted halacha. And so there was a concern at any point that a Kohen, particularly the, the Kohen, there were a bunch of Sadducees, what if the Kohen is actually a Sadducee and now he's going to do the Yom Kippur service incorrectly or not according to proper you know, regulations of Malacha? So what they would do is they would take him up there and they'd make him swear. But Amrlo, they'd say to him, Yishi Kohen Gadol, Mr. Kohen Gadol, sir, we are messengers of Beitin, and we're making you swear. You are our agent, and you are an agent of the Beitin, so you're going to be representing us. Understand that. We ask you to swear in the name of the one whose name rests in this house, meaning in the name of Hashem. Don't change anything. Don't do anything different from what we asked you to do. Who, at the end of this, he'd swear, He would turn away and cry because he had just been suspected. I mean, he's, he's a Kohen Gadol. He might be a very devout man who wants to do 
Judaism as we have, and he's committed, and he was basically just accused and made to swear that he's not a Sadducee. So he would turn away and cry after he swore because of having been suspected. The Hain portion of Bochin, and then they would turn away and cry because they knew that they had just suspected an innocent man or had been forced to charge an innocent man with something and, and cause him to swear. And we actually uh, take quite seriously in our tradition the idea of accusing someone innocent. Uh, it's a severe crime. And so he would cry and they would cry and they did what they felt they had to do.